as as the two ships fly away from the monastery, uh, it isn't too long. I, I, I think you guys, like, there is, like, silence on the two ships. Um, it's almost like this intense... Some of the students take this as a time for, like, intense meditation. Um, while some of the students that were close to morning song see to the heads of the monastery and make sure that they are okay uh and they recover fairly quickly and stand up um and as the monastery students slowly just all start to like meditate and then slowly fall asleep on the ships um it comes down to all of you Stormseeker, and dawnbringer being awake um and they are still flying the ships and uh, Dawnbringer goes through the intercom to you, Wind, and says, I think that maybe we should land somewhere between here and Anora. Yeah, that, that sounds pretty good. It seems like everybody's uh, pretty tired of tripping so far. Tell Stormseeker that uh, to look... Look on any of his maps that he might have on him and see if there's some kind of abandoned planet somewhere between here and there. There has to be something. Yeah, I got you. Hey, Storm. What? Hey, uh, is there any, like, abandoned planets? We need a, we need a rest. Oh, um, um, I'm not exactly sure. Uh, let me, uh, let me look. I'll get back to you. Uh, Storm's... Yeah, Stormseeker runs off uh, and begins studying, and it's not much longer before he comes back and says, there's a, there's an abandoned planet here, the coordinates, and he uh, starts plugging them into Fang. It plugs them into Fang and says, it's uh, set. Okay. Hey, uh, Don, just follow me. Uh, yeah, Roger. And all of you fly off. Uh, I think... One by one, uh, the remaining people, Stormseeker goes to sleep. Uh, Dawnbringer sets the ship to follow the one in front of it and uh, falls asleep as well. And you guys land on the abandoned planet uh, known as Hedria. H-E-D-R-I-A. Uh, and as you land... It's a planet where uh, exactly half of, like, one hemisphere, the eastern hemisphere, is sand and, like, islandy stuff. And the other hemisphere, precisely, is uh, an ocean. And you guys land on the beach. Welcome to the beach episode, everybody. Yay. Lucky for you, I packed my bikini. I think that's lucky for everyone. That is true. God, <laughs> who I am now talking to, once again. Um, I swim naked. We know. <laughs> As everyone slowly starts to like get off the ships, uh, some of the older students that were close to Morning Song uh, pick up Rose and. Uh, take her to a vacant part of the uh, starship into the med bay and start to like see what they can do to get her back up. Um, while the rest of you 
the five of you are left with the five heads of the monastery. Dawn, I guess we have a lot of questions. Um, what the hell did you do to Fang? I mean, it's like, look, it's cool, but like, what, what's going, why, why, what? Fang will be fine. The, uh, you know how you thought your ship was the only one made by this, the people that made it, basically. We don't know who made it, but, well, I found another, and it just so happens to be the, uh, opposite of Fang. It's made for and whereas fang is made for speed this is made for being slow but having lots of attacks uh it's it's the foil to fang so i named it foil and they can fuse as you look at it you almost see that like fang almost looks like the head of this thing where foil where it connects lines up perfectly to make a body for it. And it's this long, like, dragon serpentine-like body and kind of, like, coils really easily. Um, and right now it is fully stretched out. I knew Fang already looked pretty natural, but... That's... That's, eer- that's eerie, ain't it? I, uh, I have my theories on it. Okay, we we can talk about we can talk about that later, but I guess uh, I guess any if anyone has questions and we know the answers, we'll gladly give them over. Uh, first of all, consider us part of your team. I've never said this to anyone. In matters ongoing, I, Don Bringer, the leader of the Order of the Golden Wing, answer to you. What? <laughs> well, I don't know what's going on exactly. I know the information that I know, but it seems that you all have more information than me. So why would I assume leadership of a project that obviously is not meant for me to lead? What? Captain? <laughs> um, yeah, Jin's response is kind of my response at this moment. She goes, she... Or we're like on the beach, right? Yes, you're on the beach. Basically, he is. He is. Uh, said that he doesn't have all the information to this, and that obviously you guys are seeming to make more headway in this investigation, in this mission. So he doesn't see the point of taking leadership of something when obviously a leader is there. Okay, yeah. So during all that happening, she's like a few feet away, but she's totally spaced out, like staring off at the waves, not even thinking. And then uh, she hears the captain and she turns and goes, huh, what? No, me? You don't mean yes. me, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. Um, yes. Okay, I guess. So, what questions do you have that I can answer? Well, none so far. I mean, what the hell was that? That? Uh, that was a, uh, the, I believe you're talking about the black mass that surrounded. Yeah, I mean, obviously, yeah. The, the thing that destroyed the monastery, uh, I had a lot of eyes, black mass, I punched it a bunch. Every time I punched it, I, I like felt a 
shaking in my mind. Right. Well, a long time ago, uh, obviously, the gods made what is. But unfortunately, some beings decided that the gods messed up. And so, in return, they decided that it was to take upon themselves the uh, role of god-killers. And that was the one that's left. Oh. So, is, is Steve the last god? No. There are more gods, uh... Obviously, your friend Anna here has a connection with a god that still exists. Also, we are on the planet, yes? Yes, you are on this, like, beach okay, cool. planet. So, yeah. I, I was wondering, okay, yeah. cool. So, Anna's just been sitting yeah. in absolute silence for this entire conversation. Um, yeah. It's kind of, the, it's like the five of you and the five heads of the monastery are all sitting kind of, like, in a group, just talking. Okay, cool. Um, yeah, Anna would say, yeah, my god is still very much alive, but, um... I mean, when it came to things like the false hydra that we've dealt with, there are things even the gods are scared of. And so far, it seems that you, five, six, including Rose, have faced two and lived. Two? Yes. The god killer... And the false hydra. Come again? So both of these were created to kill gods? Or are they gods? The nature of the god killer and whether he, she, it, they, is a god is not entirely known. We just refer to it as a being. The same as you or me, it's a being. The false hydra is... We'll call it an arm of the god killer. It's a very cool nickname. Yeah, I want that nickname. Arm of the god killer would be freaking awesome. What? Why? Why does Martha Blackhill have the arm of the god killer? How did she get a hold of that? Why are they connected to this thing, and why are they after us? As to why Martha Blackhill, all people, has control over the arm of the God Killer, supposedly, I have no idea. Why are they after you? Well, because you remember the fact that the False Hydra exists, which only happens when... Quick question, are any of you over 3,000 years old by chance? Nah, I'm only 80. Do I look like I'm... <laughs> no. Uh, I'm 19, so... Yeah. Right. No? Same. Us, the heads of the monastery, only know about the False Hydra because we've studied it before. And we've faced it a few times. However... We know that it consumed something that we cared about, but we don't remember it at all. We know that it existed, but only because we know that it's gone. 
So now the only thing is figuring out how we can remember things that are gone from our, from everybody else's memory. Not not only that, but you remember it vividly. That's why I think they're after you. You Mm. remember something that shouldn't be remembered. I have a theory. I don't... I don't think Martha's controlling the God Killer. Or the arm of the God Killer, the False Hydra. I think whether they know it or not, they're pawns of this God Killer's game. I think they might think they're in charge, or they might not, but one way or another, I think they're working for this God Killer. I think everything they've done, the new bomb they've made, all of it, I feel like it's it's all a means to the end for that thing that attacked us at the monastery. Right. It makes about as much sense as anything else that's going on. Not a bad theory, Capitan. Thanks. So now we have this. So far, we have Jin, who has some sort of connection with the bomb. Yeah, it rearranged my entire molecular structure, turned me into a Ganassi, and killed everyone I ever knew and loved. Huh, quite sorry about that. Yeah, thanks. We have Anna, who is connected to the god of death, quite closely. Yeah, not like that. We Wait. none of us were thinking that. I was, I was. a little bit. I'm sure I've been I thinking was about it. Thinking, I was thinking it was a purely sexual relationship, kind of like a a sugar daddy, a sugar deity, if you will. <laughs> I was thinking gods <laughs> with benefits. All right, you guys are a bunch of weirdos. Hot single gods in your area. <laughs> Say your prayers. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Other deities hate him. Most deities want to be him. Um, <laughs> wow. Uh, we have Wind, who's connected to us. The leg bone. Sorry, I had to say it. <laughs> <laughs> we have Wind, who has a connection with the Order, who... We have the only people that have fought a false hydra and uh, escaped. Molly. Yes? You somehow took down that tendril. Um. Yeah, I don't really understand it. I think we may. Hmm. Hmm. Uh, and, and Blue, who remembers but also there's something about you blue i can't quite put a finger on it just a tall drink of water (laughs) that's true yeah that's probably it do we know about blue's involvement in the like the like anti-arad bomb thing you definitely (laughs) yeah i think you do because there was the whole the whole talk in well in jen's room yeah, then Jin's gonna speak up on behalf of Blue, I guess. Um, didn't you ho- work on the whole counterforce effort against the Arad bomb? Yeah, Blue Blue nods slowly. Oh, what were uh, you part of? Some institution? I'm not. 
Or were you just military? I'm confused. They kind of pull up the old web page. It's like an archived web page, basically. It's uh, Yahoo for... Answers. Yeah. Aww. Oh my gosh. Oh, R.I.P. <laughs> for, um, for Paradigm, the... Hang on, let me see if I can remember this. Paramilitary Applied Research and Design Initiative for Growing Minds. That's what Dang. Child soldiers, basically. <laughs> Less dang. And so I feel like no one like team of students knew everything that was going on. Like Each of them worked on a part of it, but none of them knew the whole just so because it was so dangerous or whatever what part did blue work on probably like ai type stuff since that's what gave them the kind of skills to make or to fix blue and make baby bots so that makes no sense i feel like fix rest fix rest fix rest what did i say fix, fix, fix blue. blue oh <laughs> no. i'm glad you worked blue. on yourself they have not though. fixed themselves blue fixed himself in the process try to fix blue no. <laughs> fixed rust yeah so it seems all of you have connections to something that's connected to everything now are you mean connected to the the bomb the the bomb loosely i think all of you have some form of kind of connection um whether you were military or whether you were working against it or whether you knew someone that was military, but seems some of you have a connection to death. It seems some of you have a connection to all things that connect easily to the god killer, but also connect to the gods. Blue types out a message. Wasn't there war about 10 years ago? Shouldn't everyone have a connection with death? <laughs> That's what Molly was thinking too. You mean like a normal bomb? Dawnbringer <laughs> <laughs> uh, says, Yes, you're right. Everyone should have a connection with death, but it seems that all of yours are much more tangible. Instead of the seg- seven degrees of bacon, it's more like three degrees of death. Frankly... It's more like two degrees of death. Huh? You're directly connected to God. The, okay, the connection from death to Anna. One. Death to wind. Basically zero. You kind of died there for a little bit. True. Death to blue is two. Blue to counterbomb. Bomb to counterbomb to bomb. Molly is one. Your wife died. How do you know that? Oh, we, as if we didn't have a book that told us everything we needed to know. I'm a touch psychic. I love how Molly said that like she was like a little embarrassed. Uh, how did you know that? <laughs> oh, how did you yeah. know? <laughs> no. How do you know my my wife's dead? She said my wife is oh, dead. Silly she you. said that very my much like, dead. oh, you remembered it's my birthday. Yeah. <laughs> Guys, a surprise. And Jin, to be molecularly 
taken apart and reformed is to die and then come back. <laughs> Molly looks at Anna. <laughs> Not like that. <laughs> Wait, I'm sorry, huh? Nothing. That's here. for the better. It's for the better. Um. No, wait. I hate being left out of jokes. A little less of a joke, more of a uh, a comment on your relationship with the undead. Come on, man. It's not like that. <laughs> <laughs> I di- I actually thought it wasn't like that. I don't know why you. Okay. I'm not saying it is, but you guys are implying it is. Yeah, um, (laughs) Anna, you're defending it a lot for someone who's really not doing anything wrong. I mean, you're really getting defensive here. A person's person's not allowed to get defensive. They're automatically guilty. Okay. (laughs) Well, you're a furry, Jen. We've established that. (laughs) I'm an open book, Anna. Um, Actually. (laughs) Jen winks it when... Well, now I feel very uh, awkward. Uh, well, so, unless you have any questions, I don't know what else to do. I think we just need to rest for a few days before going to the next thing. I think so, too. I, just to process everything, I guess? Like, what the... Well, if you have any questions, you know where to find me. And it's over there in the tide pool. Uh, I, I found a nice rock to sit on and just kind of soak. I intend to be fully pruned up by the time we leave this planet. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, goodbye. Uh, and he stands up and walks over to the tide pool. And he turns around and says, "That's the that's that's the tide pool over there. Do you see it?" It's that one. Yeah, yeah, we got, we got it. There's a very nice rock. Very nice rock in there. Perfect for sitting. DB's rock. Hell yeah. That's definitely what we're calling. D. Oh, I'm sorry. DP's rock. That's not. You hear the kids in the in like that are like just far enough away that they couldn't hear the rest of it, but just close enough that you hear that and be like. Yeah, DP, DP. Uh, it's just like cheering him on. We love DP. Uh, uh, I think I think I'm gonna take a walk. He starts he starts walking down walk, the shoreline. Walk, walk, walk. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna go after him. Walk 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 walk. Oh hey, hi. We should talk. Oh. Dang, the transition yeah. to this one-on-one scene was so smooth. <laughs> well, it was. Until God decided well, it to was, speak DM. up. Shut up, Caleb! <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I'll just go back to the hut. Yeah. <laughs> I forgot that Caleb the janitor's here. I know. I mean, he's just too good of a janitor. We can never fire him. I mean, yeah, they and did, you didn't want to let him die. Too. They did save everyone yeah. on the base except for apparently the God Rider. Yeah, you know, yeah. but like, good thing they okay, saved. Okay, but what do you need to tell me? Good thing they saved <laughs> what do we need Caleb to talk the about? janitor, though. My yeah. job yeah. as a janitor is to clean. I'll clean all the sand off this beach. Uh, you. Oh, mm, that's. This isn't our beach. Is that a good reason? 
for him not to not to do that? I would say so. <laughs> yeah, please don't clean off the whole beach. Don't do it. We don't we don't own that. Fine. So anyways. Okay. So I have some things to say and I'm just going to need you to sit there and Listen to what I have to say, and please don't interrupt, because I have to get it out all in one thought, or else I will lose my train of thought and uh, go off on a tangent or something. Oh, all right. All right. I, I, I can do that. So this was a little bit ago, so it may not be fresh on your mind, but the moment that you sort of jump-started... You went all the way from plan A to plan Z on my slow build with Shelly. Okay. Yeah, yeah, that thing. You gave her my number and everything, and I just wanted to say, and she stops and stands directly in front of Wind, and she brings him in for a hug. Aw. I think Wind's a little shocked, but then hugs back. And she sort of sits in that moment for a bit. And, uh... She's almost tearing up. And she says, Thank you. My whole... I... The last time... I... She pulls away for a sec. The last time I really... Got close to someone in that sort of way... Let's just say it didn't end well. So I'm sort of hesitant to sort of get attached again in that sort of way, especially in the um, in the in the situation we find ourselves in now. But I wanted to thank you because, well, now you've given me something else to keep fighting for, and it means a lot to me. So thank you. Well, I was just uh you you you're pretty cool. And Shelly seemed pretty cool, so it was like I mean, Shelly would be fucking lucky if they, if you you guys were together or if you guys hung out, you know, whatever you wanted it to be. So like Yeah. It was more of a favor for her, honestly. Thank you. We uh yeah, we we got we got the the hangout thing set up whenever I can get back to Star Academy without getting murdered and all that. Fair. Maybe we could take her out of there. Yeah, that might be the best <laughs> thing to do. That might be a little bit better. Yeah, instead of having to have a date or whatever in the cafeteria with a false hydra or whatever behind me. Yeah. Yeah, you could... Oh. And Wynn kind of like looks out over the over the ocean and looks at the horizon. This ain't a pretty bad date spot. Yeah, I'd say. I mean, that sunset's pretty gorgeous. Yeah, it is. <laughs> we landed at a pretty cool time. And just a, you know, good time for everybody to decompress. Jeez, it's been a yeah. long, only a couple of days. Yeah, oh my. Are you doing okay? I think so. It's kind of weird seeing the place you called home explode. Yeah, I was one. I mean, I guess I guess a lot of people understand that here, but 
It's a little strange. I was wondering about that. That 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 thing just kept bringing back memories. Yeah. That was not not the best. It, it was showing me that day I lost my legs. And I mean oh that was goodness. a lot more just a lot more emotional trauma more than just losing my legs, but Yeah, I'm so sorry you had to relive that. Hey, I mean <laughs> I got that from one punch, so I mean there's probably other people, you know, that I mean some of the some of the headmasters got completely knocked on their ass, so yeah, I can't, man. I, I don't can't know how imagine. I pulled through. Well, uh, though you may not have a physical home to return to anymore, I know home is where the heart is, and I hope you can find home with us. I think I, I think I do, already, honestly. Good to hear. Hey, Anna. Thanks. No problem. We zoom out from that moment. Uh, seeing this coastline occur uh, and expand out. The sun sets uh, sets on the horizon and there's a brief moment where the sun is perfectly on the edge where this green light emits through the clouds. It only happens for a brief second and then it's gone. Rose, some of the students from the monastery, or I should say from the former monastery, we'll, we'll get to that, but some of the students from the monastery that were heavily involved in the healing and medicine and nature division are uh, seeing to your wounds. Uh, you've been passed out, uh, I think at this point, from the time you left the monastery to getting to here, it's been almost a full day. A uh, full 24 hours uh, later. Um, you finally wake up. So uh, I don't know if you have your character sheet pulled up right now. But uh, when you do, uh, we'll put you at half health. And someone is there to see you. Mm. Uh. Rose opens her eyes. And sort of looks around. Jin? Jin? Hi. And there's a good moment of silence, and Rose begins to tear up a little. What happened? Um. Something found us. A god killer, they called it. Um. Or the hand of a god, I don't know, it's all so much. But it found the monastery and it it attacked and you just disappeared for a little and then came back and collapsed and we barely got out before the whole thing got destroyed. Mm. Destroyed. It it took me. Maybe because I was constellation at the time 
I don't know. The whole thing destroyed. Is everybody safe? I think they got most people out, but I don't know of any head counts that have happened yet. Rose takes a big deep breath and then just sort of looks up at Jean and just says, I'm sorry. Jen sits there for a moment, kind of half looking at Rose, but not really making eye contact, like just kind of in her direction, mm-hmm. before asking one simple question. Did you know? No. I was a child. A small child who loved her parents and loved the stories they told told me and they never told me anything about what they're working on then I guess that's all that matters and she just sort of nods and uh honestly Jin Jin gets up to leave Hello, everybody. We're invading the episode with some mid-roll stuff. I'm Caleb. You hear me talk a lot. And I'm Sammy. You hear me talk some of the time. (laughs) And we just wanted to take a second, because it's been a while, to, like, plug socials and stuff. You can follow us on Twitter, at NatWonderful. It's N-A-T... W-O-N-D-E-R-F-U-L. You can follow us on Instagram at NatWonderful, N-A-T, the number one, D-E-R-F-U-L. And if you want to email us, it's the same as the Instagram, NatWonderful at gmail.com. It's nice and easy. It's easy. Super easy, super fresh. We also, if you could, you'd rate us on, on Apple Podcasts and save us on spotify that would be doing us a very big favor thank you so much for listening in general and this has just been so much fun we're starting a new arc so we just wanted to jump in and be like yo remember we have social medias and you can contact us through those social medias yeah you know you know what i think this will be fun if you like share it with your friends if you're, if you know, the world is opening back up slowly, take your friend on a car ride and force them to listen to that wonderful. I've done that with my friends. And most of them say, you, you listen to your own podcast? Yes, it boosts us. Just that little bit. <laughs> Speaking of our podcasts, Caleb also has another podcast with Cordell called Just Super. So if you like superheroes and want to hear about superhero fiction... You should check that podcast out too. Yeah, where we where Nat Wonderful launches every Wednesday, uh, Just Super launches every Tuesday. So that's good. Uh, and also, uh, keep your eyes and ears out. We may have some more projects coming up in the future. You never know. We're hung. We're hungry people. We like all the content. <laughs> <laughs> 
All right. Well, enjoy the rest of the episode. Enjoy. As the group starts to disperse, Jin wanders off uh, in attempts to go find Rose. Uh, she knows where Rose is, but uh, getting there is it's a little bit difficult from here. Um, Anna and Wind go for their walk, which leaves Molly and Blue. What's going on? Right after Blue finishes their swim, they're pretty exhausted. Now they're just sitting up on the beach getting getting some sun doing the whole reptile basque thing and and Molly didn't bring any um swimsuits i don't think she ever even <laughs> owned one so she just set up a little campfire and is making s'mores oh so is Molly like in like a cute little dress, or is she just like still in full armor? <laughs> She's still in full <laughs> armor. <laughs> Her pink armor. Hey there, Blue. Wanna wanna come join me? Yeah, Blue stands up, dusts the sand off them, and goes over to sit next to Molly. Have you ever tried a s'more? Um, they look at it, and they kind of sniff the ingredients and shake their head. Here, try one. I'll make one for you. <laughs> Blue nods. How does Molly cook the marshmallow? Like, is it... Um, she tries to get it, like, perfectly golden without, you know, like, it getting burnt, but then accidentally catches it on fire and blows it out really quick. But Blue is a little terrifying. <laughs> People don't really cook a lot underwater, so this is fair. And then you know, at the academy, food just kind of appears on trays, and so the cooking process is very interesting. Well, okay, this one might be a, a little smokier than I typically like, but here, try it. Blue takes a cautious bite and yeah it, it tastes pretty good it's definitely you know sweeter than most things you know i feel like their meals usually consist of like fish seaweed maybe some rice or bread you know things that can be boiled in like the water heat column things that i'm blanking on you know on the ocean floor the Not like a geothermic thing. yeah 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 that's the only form of like cooking um that like can really be done underwater. Um, so anyway, 
definitely not used to very sweet things. You know, they take another bite. The marshmallow kind of squeezes out the other end of the cracker and it kind of gets in the webbing between their fingers. But besides that, they kind of enjoy it. So, Blue, how, how are you? Blue just shrugs, but you can tell that they've stiffened up a little bit. Yeah, me too. Haven't really gotten to talk with you much, but I know you were you were close with Rust. I'm sorry. Blue gets out the picture that they took from Rust's dorm room of the two of them, you know, standing underwater before leaving for Star Academy and just shows it to her. Oh. That's a good memory, isn't it? Yeah, they nod. And I don't know, kind of look a, look a little more at ease, but still on their guard. <laughs> Molly um, kind of <laughs> fishes down in her shirt and pulls out her her reliquary and and shows it to Blue. <laughs> I mean, everybody, I guess everybody knows that I. Um, I, I lost my wife, but <sighs> this is all I have left. And she shows Blue the reliquary, and it's just one of those like little, like golden tubes on a, on a necklace keychain, not keychain, necklace chain, and <laughs> inside is like the severed finger with the with the ring. Yeah. I obviously um, don't show this to a lot of people. Um, but for some reason, I, I feel like I could I could show you. Yeah, they, they look at it, turn it over in their hands. Um, they try and see, you know, is the finger, is the finger well preserved? Like, does it look just like... Yeah. It's like a finger. Is there like, is there blood? Well, not anymore. It's just a finger. Okay, but it looks like it could just be just a disembodied living finger. Cool. They, like, kind of tap at it, try to see what kind of magic or electronics are keeping the finger preserved. It's just formaldehyde. (laughs) (laughs) Um. (laughs) So... Blue, you you know about the bomb. I I really had no idea what was happening during the war. I I don't even know what you know the bomb really did. Is it possible that I don't know? I, I guess it is that that the bomb could kill somebody, but they're not really dead. Blue takes her hand and just flashes a quick image of of Jen just walking around being like she is. Yeah, but Jen's here physically. I I only get to see my wife when I when I focus really hard and especially with this reliquary here, you have to focus on that and then she appears. Does that make any sense? Mm. Blue cocks their head to one side. 
Um, and then in a gesture that they've learned from the others, from other humanoid creatures, raises the the part of their face where eyebrows would be, um, and kind of does the back and forth head thing that means maybe, maybe. you know, <laughs> and then kind of pull out a piece of a piece of paper and start doing some calculations. <laughs> I guess I just I never really thought about it too much, and especially with. <laughs> No offense, but with Anna and the team, I, I don't want to bring it up. I don't. I don't want her to like exercise my wife or something. I, don't, <laughs> I mean, especially what with what happened at the the monastery. Yeah, they nod, and then <laughs> like they understand, and um, then they actually type out a message, and. You know, that says, you know, how do you do it? You seem so comfortable in the group. How, how do I do what? Just talk with other people? They nod another message. Knowing that she's gone and knowing that you're right here with her, why? It's like kind of an ellipsis after the word why, and then they type another message. If I could somehow talk to Rust... I'd be doing it all the time. How do you get past how do you get past that and you seem to be making friends? Oh. Like moving on? Um well. That's a difficult question, Blue. Um I guess everybody has a, a different timeline. What happened to Rust is so recent I've I've been alone for about 10 years now um I guess I just got used to it it gets a little easier they nod again and then they send another message I guess I didn't really have to worry about how to make friends because I already had a friend. And you probably grew up surrounded, right? By other innerins? They nod. Yeah. I mean, I guess you just... Do you not feel like you're, you're friends with all of us? Yeah, put their head to one side again, and they have to think about it for a little bit, and then they kind of gesture at how you know everyone's all kind of gone off together, and you know they were out swimming by themselves. They said Molly, memory of everyone kind of hanging out with the ship while, or hanging out on the ship while Blue was down. You know, fixing the computer. Well, I think you just need to do what, what we're doing here. Just talking with with each other. I think that's how it starts. And and we've been through a lot all together already. Um I just think we're we're gonna get closer uh, as a group. I don't think you have anything to worry about. And um, she reaches out to Blue to 
to put a hand on, on their shoulder. Trying to, I don't know, communicate that, you know, they're included, they're a part of the group. Yeah, through think, emotions. <laughs> yeah, I think that, um, you know, Molly being a scribe and a translator and stuff, I feel like Molly would probably get the closest to transmitting emotions the way that the way that blue does and um yeah they they turn away for a second and dab at the corner of their eye and then look back at molly and then oh sweetie i didn't realize you had tear ducts (laughs) (laughs) yeah blue just shakes their head just like oh everyone ask that (laughs) Here, I'm gonna I'm gonna make you another s'more. They nod and sit back down. And as Molly takes another marshmallow and holds it over the fire, we zoom out from this as the sun gets dark and that flash of green appears once again. And night falls. Wind and Anna walk up. Uh, Anna is helping Wind because his his right knee he did a too hard of a jump and the cybernetics popped out blue blue, (laughs) can you fix my leg please also i just want to say that in my head canon molly just has like dark souls s'mores gear that she just sort of pulled out and made a fire and was like now i'm making s'mores as i rest here (laughs) (laughs) i mean let's be honest like part of a gnome home first aid kit is an emergency s'mores kit we all know this yes of course we've got to have it in our it's the most adorable planet everything has to be adorable As Wind and Anna run up, we see the group get back together and the camera kind of just fades out. Mm-hmm.